and welcome to another episode of the Empire of the Cop podcast. Two episodes in two days, you lucky people. Uh, with me here today, we have got the Empire of the Cop's very own Peter Kenny Jones, and we've got Rick Elliott producing behind the scenes. He'll also be popping in um, every now and then throughout this special Champions League draw episode. Pete, how are we feeling about this, uh, the draw? And, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, who are you hoping to get? It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? You, I think, you know, the old adage is you've got to beat the best to win it, but it doesn't help. Is it? I wouldn't mind avoiding some of the best for this step, but I do think that probably Man City are the one team that I would fear most in a final. So in, I'd either rather they get knocked out by someone else or we play them. So I think it's going to be a, an interesting draw. You know, we're either going to be terrified or maybe excited or we're going to be thinking, you know, this is... We should easily win this one and get through. We, you know, we obviously we've got a mad fixture list and every game is massive. But and obviously the the bookend the the Man City game in the league, which is huge. So it's it's tough to know what I want. You know, maybe say Benfica, but I wouldn't probably be that upset if we did get Man City. Uh, yourself? Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I, I mean, I think yeah, ideally, you know, you take you take Benfica if you're offered it, but then you know you do look at. I mean, in recent seasons in the Champions League, you've looked at Liverpool and you've gone, well, nobody's going to want to draw. I mean, we look at City and we go, oh, we'd rather avoid them in the final, but nobody's looking at that draw and thinking, we want Liverpool. That's the one name you'd argue everyone's hoping to avoid, perhaps alongside Bayern Munich. Um, Rick, you, 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 what, what, what are you feeling? Might we have some further technical <laughs> issues? Brick will be with us to share his, his thoughts uh, shortly, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, no, back on to what we're talking about. Who we're potentially getting in, in, in this in this draw? Um, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday. I, I remember we were sort of discussing because you could get sort of a, I suppose, a nightmare situation depending on how you look at it. Um, where you know you have City, the Etihad, you know the leagues on the line. Uh, the champion, you get them in the Champions League in the next stage, then potentially in the FA Cup. If, if of course, if you get past Nottingham Forest, we're talking three games in a short space of time uh, against Manchester City. I, I mean, Pete, I don't really know whether that's worse for us or worse for them. Yeah, it's not great, but basically, <laughs> your, your season's decided a lot quicker than it would be otherwise. And so, I think. As you say, you know, no, no one's going to want to draw us, and, and and it is City and Bayern are probably the best of the two teams. Not saying obviously, you know, you go against Real Madrid and think we're going to battle them seven 0 but it's it's tough for a lot of the teams that we draw. But as you say, no one's going to want to get us. Maybe we just get City out the way, and, and if, imagine if you beat them in the FA Cup semi final, you beat them in the Champions League quarter final, beat them in the league, then you know you can't be on much more of a high for the rest of the season, can you? The, the the old Gerard, we can't let this slip speech will probably be coming out because you know if you've done that, you have to go on and win them all because you've really only got yourself to blame then afterwards. So yeah, it's it's a scary one, but it's just exciting as well. You know, how many times can we be in this position, quarter final the Champions League, and not really fear anyone? That's not saying we're definitely gonna win, but you're not looking at any team and thinking, oh god, we're gonna get battles. That's how good we are at the moment. So yeah, it's it's exciting and yeah, just <laughs> find out who we get and if, if it is City in every cup and in the league, that'll be a mad few weeks for everyone. 
No, I, I couldn't agree more, Pete. I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's I think it's the thought alone of, of thinking, oh, you know, we could get City in all three of these. And then that's, I mean, we've got City in the league anyway, that's a given, uh, but we could get City in the FA Cup, get City in the Champions League, the thought of that alone. But I reckon, you know, you, if you get, if it just does that, if it just plays out that way, you get City in the semi-finals, you get City in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and it's sorted. I think everyone will be fine with that anyway. I think we'll think, oh, you know, actually, now we're here. Um, you know, you probably you back us. I mean, I think I'm, I'm of the mindset if we do get them in all three, I, I think I think the league it benefits us in our you know race for the league. But I think it's more probably more problematic uh, for the Champions League. I'd personally rather get City in the semis, um, as you say, over two legs. You know, yeah. I just think you know bring them bring them back to Anfield. I think it's a completely different ball, uh, different story after their sort of um, collapse against Chelsea in the, the final last year. But I mean. Before we look ahead, I think we also it's important we look back because I think we discussed this previously, but I just think not enough respect was given to our prior opponents in Inter Milan. You know, extremely tough opponents gave us a really hard game across both legs, didn't they, Pete? Yeah, well, you don't win any league without being a good team. You know, we faced the likes of like Red Bulls, Holtzberg and teams like that in the past, and they're all good teams if you win a league in your country. And Italy aren't exactly a terrible league, are they? They might not be what they were, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, but it's still a massive task to, to beat that team. You know, we know how dominant Juve have been and we know what a manager Antonio Conte is and the, the way he had that team built, obviously, he's no longer there. But they were, a, you know, a solid team. And, you know, it was... Neither games were easy, were they? I think, you know, I think too much was made of the fact that we lost 1-0 to Winter when... It wasn't really a loss in the fact that you know we knew that we had that two-goal buffer. And I think if it was on a one-off game in one nil down, it would have been a totally different reaction to their goal. But you know, they're a very good team and it probably shocked us a bit, which again, you know, I'm saying I'm confident I am of faced anymore. And again, not on the fact that I think we're gonna batter everyone, but you don't get to the quarterfinal of the Champions League of being a bad side either. So it's gonna to be tough whoever we face and Thankfully, we don't have to go to the San Siro again, although it's been a happy hunting ground. It'll be a, it's nice to have to go there and mix it up a bit. You know, We normally get Porto in the knockouts, so and maybe it's destined for Benfica and another trip to Portugal for us. But yeah, we just let's go and face whoever we face and see what happens in the draw. An interesting one for Luis Diaz as well, you know, getting getting Benfica. Um, I've just, we've got a comment here from uh, Terry Emilio. It says he agrees with you, Pete. Um, wants to avoid uh, Man City at this stage of the Champions League. I, th- I think, yeah, I think we're all, we're all in agreement with you there. Um, yeah, m- much rather uh, get them in the semis, but, you know, you'd back, you'd absolutely back Liverpool with the form um, they're in, especially if we look to, to carry that momentum from the last international break and, you know, beyond the next one. Um, you know, certainly very, very exciting times uh, for Liverpool ahead. Uh, while we're on the topic um, of, of Benfica, um, just looking at sort of the last time we actually played against them in Europe, uh, it was the Europa League, interestingly, in, in 2010, and it was a, a 4-1 win uh, at home. Um, last time in the Champions League, it was a 3-0 defeat over two legs in 2006. Uh, Liverpool yeah, that, didn't. Day, that was after the Istanbul one, that's when we were. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't want them. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. The best team to get. Yeah, yeah. But, but then again, yeah. you know, you've got the whole revenge narrative going on. You know, you'd, you'd certainly argue that the squad as a whole is better. Uh, the squad we had back in uh, 2006, even, even coming off the back of winning uh, the Champions League in that historic moment uh, for the club. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you know, not not a bit, bit mixed late um but you know you, you take you take having another crack at Benfica 
And I think uh, Lewis Dash would be so up for that for that fixture. I'm going to throw a scenario um, at your way. Uh, your wave just but I mean that the draws just started so we'll keep an eye on that quickly before anything comes through uh, hypothetically um, would you rather be inclined to get get City in all, in all three you know the FA Cup Champions League we've got, we're facing at the Etihad anyway and then that that sort of guarantees you going all the way through to the you know the FA Cup guarantees you the league but you know you lose you lose the Champions League or would you rather gamble on getting City in the semi-final and final, or the final, and you know having having a crack at all four. Well, me, me brother was saying you can imagine how tense it would be. Imagine if we pipped them on the last day. You know we need a win or win by more goals, and then we've got we know we've got them in the FA Cup final and the Champions League. You know you can that sucker bunch of whoever does win the league and maybe faces each other later on if it's the semis or the final. You know if it does get to a final where we face them FA Cup or. Champions League, you can imagine how, you know how how emotionally charged it's going to be because they, you can't lose all three to the same team. You can just imagine how bad that's going to be. It can literally be the same as you can be in the other foot. We could lose the lead by a point or goal difference and face them in the FA Cup and Champions League final. You know, on a selfish point of view, we want to win all four, and so will they. Well, they want to win all three. But you know, you can imagine just that week we're talking about playing them in the quarterfinals and playing them in the league. Nothing's decided then. Imagine if you come off the end of the season and you've got an FA Cup final and a Champions League final as the same team. It's the pressure is going to be absolutely huge. And if you win all all three and all four in our instance, then you know as you said, we were saying yesterday, we might as well just retire because Man City. I don't think we'll ever be able to look at us again if we do all four and the same the other way around. It's going to be massive. So I think maybe that's the best soap opera line, isn't it? But I don't think my heart could take having all or nothing games today in a row, all with Man City or those coming out on top. I think maybe a good draw would be in this round. They'll buy and get City, and maybe get the winners of that in the semi. And then you know you've you've beaten probably the best ta- the best team that's left in there, and off we go. Then you know we we'd back ourselves in the final. But I don't know. I don't know what the best case scenario would be. I don't Yeah, maybe after Benfica, I don't know who would you be fancying if we're saying Benfica are the best. Have we got an order? Of the I mean, yeah, I mean, seven. if you're going on order, you, you'd go, well, the next the next objectively weakest outfit, you'd say um, uh, well, Villarreal, yep. really, isn't it? But, you know, you're then saying, well, our Villarreal, if, you, if we get Benfica, are Villarreal going to survive against uh, Atletico, Bayern, City, Chelsea, Real Madrid? Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's an knockout competition; anything can happen. Um, but you know, you'd be you'd, you'd be looking at that order, but realistically thinking, if you get Benfica, you're going to get one of the other big boys uh, in the semi-final. The odds are very much uh, heading in in that direction. In that case, um, I don't know. I, I, there's a, there's a part of me that would. Would like to see us test our metal against Bayern Munich at this stage. I don't know if that's suicidal or not, but then I, I, I don't know. I think you look at this Liverpool side. You know, I mean, I was going to bring up injuries, but obviously we've had that hamstring injury to, to Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, so he's going to be missing the Nottingham Forest game and the England internationals, which is, I mean, given given the injury record on injury in, uh, on in, during England international games, I think it's probably uh, to our advantage in it to. Just have them not available during that period, um, but yeah, no, I, I think yeah, there's there's a part of me that would like to get Bayern. Um, I, I just think, yeah, I, I think I potentially view them in a, in a similar similar sort of way to how you're sort of seeing City. I think I'd rather I'd rather them over two legs. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd like to get them in the final. 
Yeah, well, I think, as, you, as we said there, the two teams, aren't they? I think to have a chance, you know, both the Madrid clubs as well, you know, we've got stories with both of them. So, you know, to, you know, maybe Atletico are going to be tough over two legs. Real Madrid, we owe them a bit of revenge. You know, it's interesting whenever we get it, isn't it? There's a story to all of them. It's like there's two easier ones, two hard ones, and two with a, a bit of a story behind them in Madrid. So, you know, it's going to be um, an interesting one to, no matter what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Ricky, uh, Rick, put your hand up there. I think my audio is working now. Hopefully, it's it's working. Uh, yeah, I I just just to sort of go over things. Um, I I mean to be fair, what we've said, Benfica are the the obvious choice that we we would like. Um, but I, I would love to see us play Real Madrid again. I think there's definitely, like Pete was saying, there's some bad blood after that uh, that uh, Champions League. Lo- I mean, like the final uh, a few years back, and then there's also um, like the, the during the lockdown, it just. That wasn't the way it should have gone, really. It it just felt like just it, that whole season of like behind closed doors and everything. Ugh, yeah. Um, champion. Uh, it just I'd I'd love to see us play Real Madrid. Benfica, obviously the obvious choice. Um, but yeah, I'm mean, just looking to the the teams now. I mean, they're all, you know, I mean, you don't get to this stage of the Champions League and not be a good team. Let's face it. There's no, you know, <laughs> there's no Forest Green Rovers at this point of the. Of the uh, of the, the ladder, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. So it's it's, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see where things go. Uh, but I mean, looking at the the intro video that they've just shown, oh, so many memories, so many great moments. Had. It's interesting you mention uh, Real Madrid because you know you do look at that being, I don't know, like almost a lost fixture in a sense of you look at that game completely differently if you've got fans in the stadium. Uh, you know, it, it was such a, a ripe opportunity there for the taking because obviously they were playing at the Di Alfredo uh, stadium at, at the time. You know, you look at that result, I just, you know, three run away, you know, with fans at Anfield, you'd think, oh yeah, yeah, you can, we can, yeah, we can get three goals. I mean, we, we proved it against Barcelona at the time. Not, no one, no one uh, beyond the borders of Merseyside uh, was backing Liverpool. I think it was, that's it, done and dusted, Barca are through. And I don't know. It, it completely changes the the, the 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 narrative around the game at that point. But, I, mean, you know, I mean, I would have said that, um, like, even people on Merseyside were saying that uh, Barca are through. Because like, I mean, it was, that was such a sort of there was more belief though. Wasn't I mean, there? it was more belief, but I mean, it was such, such a monumental task. I don't think, like, even today, I don't think some people really understand. Like, they get swept up in the meme of it all. They don't understand just how much of an accomplishment that was, especially when. Salah was out, Mane was out. You know, we were playing with like a second string team essentially, yeah. and and we still managed to overcome like this such a great feat. It's you know, and th- th- there's reasons why people are like, oh yeah, that's that's like Istanbul, like on the same level of Istanbul. I mean, it, it's yeah, well, having it on field yeah. as well, isn't it? that's what the difference was? You know, doing it in front of your own fans as well. You know, it just makes it hit even more, especially when it's a final, it's half and half, isn't it? But you know, to have that. And our ground. I should touch on Madrid as well. I think obviously there's been that weird link. It was Real beat us in 2018. We win the Champions League in 2019 in Madrid. Atletico knock us out in 2020. Real knock us out, you know, the next 2021. So we do seem to have a a weird relationship with Madrid and the Champions League of late. So maybe it is best to avoid them because we seem to lose to them or admit all winning their ground. With with Salah, um, you know contracts and all this kind of stuff and you know Real Madrid are one of those teams that's been linked obviously 
I know that there's a lot more in it than just progression in Champions League. But if you can beat Real Madrid, you can like stamp yourself and say like, look, Liverpool is the team to beat at. Liverpool is the team to beat. Liverpool is the club that's like on on its you know on the precipice of European football right now. Uh, why would you want to go to anywhere else? And it's a great advertisement for any players that we're trying to sign to say come over to Liverpool. I mean, it's just uh, you know Real Madrid in recent years maybe haven't had the financial backing that they used to have, um, but even then they're still sort of thrown about in these kind of conversations, and it's just like and it's purely because they get so far in the Champions League all these kind of competitions it's just you know it's to be able to to say like nah disregard them you know we, we are the, yeah. the better club it's that's that's what you really want i mean there's there's two points i'd like to touch on there because you've made a couple of brilliant ones between the, the, the pair of you um but you know firstly the barcelona win i feel like you know you look at, you look back at the miracle of istanbul and it's very much you know about it's it's about more about liverpool than than city than, sorry and ac milan's uh, collapse um you know it, it and rightly so but then you know as you've rightly pointed out with the barcelona it's been more about barcelona's collapse in the game rather than the magnitude of that victory, the magnitude of that comeback, you know, without key players being in the first 11. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely agree. It doesn't get near half the respect it deserved, that performance deserved um, outside of um, little, you know, the Liverpool fan base. Um, touching on Madrid, of course, I mean, we, we dealt our own sort of revenge on Atletico, obviously in the group stage, but then we do, there is still that uh, sense of unfinished business, isn't there, against uh, against Madrid. You know, obviously we, we won we won the Champions League the year after Kiev in Madrid, you know, at the Wanda Metropolitano, but I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I still feel that, you know, that we, we could do with, we could do with, you know, humbling uh, Real Madrid um, yeah. in this time, if, if we get them, of course, on, on the route through. Yeah. Well, the only shame is that there's no way uh, Sergio Ramos there, isn't there? But yeah, it looks like the draw starting there, doesn't it? So, and we're definitely not going to get a good one because Michael Sylvester's picking the balls out. So your your stream is biased, much quicker than mine. I'm just going to throw that out okay. there. Yeah. So okay, I'm on a lady's unscrewing it. My head. Oh, here we go. He's, he's pulled one out. Oh, name. He's doing it. First one out. Chelsea. And the first Chelsea Football Club. Oh, but yeah, yes, get it. <laughs> I'm just just uh, quickly there we've got a comment from our very own Steve Carson now a friend of the show uh, sadly uh, but uh, he, he, he's made a re- he's made a request he wants the dinosaur egg out Pete where is it where's the dinosaur egg there it is there it is I'll bring it back out he's unscrewing the next one Lovely bit of free marketing. Oh, he's on it. Oh, there we go. Who, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? That is the question. Oh, Real Madrid. Oh. Real Madrid. Chelsea, right. We'll take that one. Happy to avoid both for them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And one of them's out. Absolutely. Okay, quickly, who, who do we reckon is going to get through? On two legs. Chelsea Hard one, first, isn't it? Isn't it? It's Real at home second. So it did the PSG. I'd probably say Real, I think. Although they won it last year, Chelsea won it last year. I'd agree with you there, to be honest. I'd agree with you there. It looks like they're doing the semi-final and final draw. Obviously, I don't know all the teams, but we'll know who we're going to get in the semis next, I think, if I'm right. Still got the little the three pots out there, haven't they? Terry's just commented again. He said, I'd be happy drawing... Uh, Happy withdrawing uh, Chelsea. Here's the next one. Sorry. And it is Man City. Manchester City. 
Works well for us. Oof. We get the second leg at home if we come out next. Oh, tense God, this, isn't it? Oh, tense this. <laughs> oh, I hate this bit. Oh, having a little chat. There we go. Ex United player drawing City. He's spot. having a little rummage around the balls. <laughs> There we go. Oh, he's got one. I'll tell you what, he's got this. The other seem to struggle with the unscrewing bit. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's got some strong grip. Who was it? Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Well, we've avoided Real, City, Chelsea, Atletico. I mean, to be honest, it's looking pretty good so far, isn't it? You know, I think the two two out of those, you know, I think... What's left? Us, Bayern... Villarreal and Benfica, so we avoid buying with like, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, that tie is going to absolutely do Pep's head, isn't it? It's going to yeah. absolutely do him in. Oh, here we go. Here's the next one. Who's the- oh, here we go. Oh, my heart's pounding. Oh, this is tense, this, isn't it? Uh, is it? Villarreal. Villarreal, okay. And there should be second leg around field that will come out next. <laughs> Yeah, I went in confident to take anyone, but I'm desperate for Villarreal and when it gets Villarreal, Bayern and Benfica. Oh, it's tense here. Nick Kale's having a feel around. Screw. Oh, God. Oh, go on, lad. There's a... Bayern Munich. Oh, we've got Benfica. That means we get Benfica. We'll take that. Just hopefully second like an Anfield, that's what I want. So hopefully Benfica, the next one's out. But you can't really have asked for much more than that, can you? I mean, Chelsea and City getting bad draws. Bayern, probably the only worry because they're pretty, pretty much definitely through to the semis, aren't they? But, this, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? You're looking at those. You, all, all of those, you, you, you're dropping out. Here we go. We'll see Some it, big sides. First. Love at Benfica now is the pair of draws. Benfica, get in! Yeah, second leg, that's what we like. Oh, that's good, Dad, as well. Obviously, either side of the City game. Having Benfica and they've got to play against Atletico, you know, there's, you'd hope that we can either get the game short in the first leg or not as well there, wouldn't you? My stream is, is so far behind. The draw isn't a fix. Yeah, Rick's just found out it's the quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out later today that it's actually going to do a redraw and we've actually got City. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, don't even. Don't even. Do well, not no computers on this one, is there? Well, there we are, yeah. So, don't even want to do the recap. No, there's, there, still, there's still computers involved. They can still, um, you know, because it's, it's the computer that's basically saying you draw this one, draw that one, I think. Yeah, well, that's the, they're doing the semi-finals now, aren't they? So we'll see who we play. I don't know who you want there, isn't it? Because um, they're all hard. There's a good team on every side of it, isn't there? There's no... Liverpool have just popped up on my screen. That's how that's how slow <laughs> this stream is. Just to recap, if you are just joining us now on the Empire of the Cup podcast, uh, Atletico Madrid have drawn Manchester City. Uh, Real Madrid have got Chelsea. Uh, Bayern Munich have been given Villarreal and Liverpool face two legs against Benfica. Not about... I mean... Could that have gone better? I think maybe buying getting one of the other teams would have been good. But it depends if we get in the semis here. If we get the City and Bayern side and the other. Yeah. Well, I want to play one, but I don't really know how this one works. He's, he's, pulled, he's pulled a name out. Quarterfinal two. When is I don't the know which one that one is. You got them written down in order. I need to just well, that. That's 
He's gone to Atletico Madrid, so I think this is the winners of City and Atletico play the winners of, and we're number four. So hopefully not four, otherwise we've got a tough semi. Number one, who's first now? Chelsea Real. Oh, so it's Chelsea Real versus City or Atletico in the fi- in the semi final. Yep. Well, that- which means we're not. We can avoid City all the way up to the final. <laughs> Does mean, of course, that uh, Liverpool or Benfica then get uh, Bayern yeah. or Villarreal. So. I, I think that's yeah. the that's the optimal um, yeah. way we could have like that, that. That's the perfect way this this whole thing could have gone. Yeah, because you can't have gotten easy. Yeah, we're at home first in the semi final. Yeah, but I mean, you'd rather you'd rather get Bayern over to. I mean, this is the question: Would you rather get Would you rather get City in the final and Bayern in, in the semis, or would you rather get City in the semis and Bayern in the final? <laughs> other way around. I the other way around. I'd rather have I'd rather have Bayern in a one off game. But, you know, they're definitely not easy, are they? Oh, it's all tense. I'd much rather we've had the second leg, I don't know, in the semi than in the quarters. But, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully we can blow by buying off the waters, what it would look like if you if you're going to assume. But obviously, bigger shock than that have happened before, haven't they? So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's good that it's going to be Man City, Atletico, Chelsea, Real Madrid. We only have to play one of them in the Champions League this season if we get to the final. So it's not bad. Obviously, we've already played Atletico, like, but it's not. As you say, it couldn't have gone much better, really, with only two poor teams in there to get one and then get the winner of the other in, in the semi-final. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terry's just uh, commented. He said, uh, well, hey, best draw we could have had. Um, hard to disagree with that, Terry. Hard to disagree with that. Um, Terry's yeah. pretty much the third member of the group at this point. I know, I know, really. Four. <laughs> I'll count. Four. Four. Matt has <laughs> failed. Matt has failed me I mean, at this you, point. You've, you've, you've overlooked yourself as the producer. I mean, yeah, yeah. When um, we're out first in the in the final draw, whatever that means. So that means we're playing in red. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be playing that's, in red. That's, that's that's the. I think that's the only thing we can take from that. Isn't it? We walk out on the left rather than the right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, do we as I can't remember is, is it when the referee does the, the coin toss, does he ask the home team first or or is it just whoever's I think it's I think it's like subtle differences like that yeah, where it, it's final, not it, it's not yeah. It, well, we should attack your fans second after you in the final Interestingly it does mean yeah, it does mean if we get to the final in Paris, we will be the home team. Yeah. Final taking place on Saturday the twenty eighth of May. Very exciting. We're in red, the big one. I don't think we've won it in nothing but red, have we? So, I mean, it's a it's a positive moment, isn't it? Yeah, not jumping ahead at all. <laughs> Quarter final draw. What colour kit we're wearing in the final? But yeah, that's what the draw's there for. And it's, you know, you definitely take that. I think, as you said, we were a lot of the discussion was on Benfica. You've already used all the last time we played them stats. <laughs> but, uh, well, no, I mean, yeah, we've used, we've, the stats have been well informed, but I may as well cover uh, yeah. Bayern and Villarreal, you know, why not for the sake of it? Uh, well, Bayern, our recent records are pretty good. Um, actually, we met them in the round of 16 when we won the Champions League in 2018-19. Uh, it was a nil-all draw at Anfield. Uh, we beat them away 3-1. Not a bad aggregate result. Um, Villarreal, of course, uh, We well, most recently, it was a 2016 win in the Europa League, 3-1 on aggregate. So some 
positive history there. Obviously, you know, you'd argue the Bayern of today are a far more compact, you know, stronger outfit than the one we faced uh, when we won the Champions League. But, you know, Liverpool hardly look worse either. Uh, if anything, we've improved. I think I might have just found a good omen, but I don't want to jump in too far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just back on my, uh, I'm just checking my stats. Yeah, I think I am right. So we played them 78 when we won the European Cup, 84 when we won the European Cup, and Fika as well. So that's a good omen. Two of the last four times we played them, we've gone on to win it. Absolutely love to see. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So no, looking very good. Eight and eighty-four. Yeah. And then obviously we lost in two thousand and six, and beat them in twenty ten. But I think we were a lot. The gap was a lot closer. <laughs> I think last time we played them on it twelve years ago. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be a cracking, cracking potential. Obviously, you know, all, all due respect to Benfica, they will be tough, tough opponents. They certainly would have made it this far um, without being tough opponents. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you're just joining us uh, here at the, the Empire of the Cop podcast, uh, we have, of course, drawn Benfica, Bayern Munich, have Villarreal, uh, uh, Real Madrid, pardon me, uh, have Chelsea, and Vatican Madrid have Manchester City. Uh, the winners of the pool against Benfica face Bayern or Villarreal, and that means, of course, that the winners of either Atletico Madrid or City face either Madrid or Real Madrid, or Chelsea. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, not not a bad yeah, one. Not <laughs> it's all the Madrids that get me. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's that's not. Well, I think I think you've, you've pointed out, Pete, haven't you? I think you know. You might argue would have been better placed Bayern getting one of the likes of City um, or Atletico. But then if we if we were sat there, then we'd argue. Oh, you know, do we really want Atletico or City? You know, I think it's. I think it, it, Atletico is the right problem team for City. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think was, I was worried know. about them as well. You know what they can do to all. You know, obviously in the group stage game, you need the points in the the knockout. You don't do. You just you can take it all the way to pens. Doesn't really matter. And I think Simeone will be fully aware of that, and he'll definitely do that against Man City. I think you know United did show that maybe they're not the best team, and we know City are a lot better than United. So you probably would still expect them to go through. But you know, it's it's not it's. Not as easy as it seems on paper as the Benfica one. And I'm just looking at the Portuguese league here, yeah, the 12 points behind Porto, where we've you know, comfortably beat home and away, really, didn't we? So I think it really, really couldn't have gone much better. I think the, the main bad news is that the semi final first legs at Anfield. I think you don't want to be going to the Allianz knowing you need the performance. Obviously, we did it the year we won it in that kit. Well, <laughs> um, and we obviously went and, went and did well then, but it'd be it'd be nice to have that second leg at Anfield and then be able to have, you know, what we I, had against Barca when all the fans are celebrating going to the final. But, I, yeah. I'd argue that, um, yeah, you, I mean, it, you, ideally you want to be, go, I don't want to be going to the Allianz and, and needing a win, but in this current format where the away goals rule is is gone, and that's a thing of the past, it's, um, or at least for now, having... The first leg at Anfield, you can try and build up a, a heavy lead if possible. Use the crowd. Like, the crowd will definitely be up for it if it's a semi-final. And then just go for it. I mean, like, you know, at, at that point, it's just a case of not... I mean, Liverpool aren't known to sit back, park the bus. But you know what I mean? Like, just play conservatively. Don't make silly mistakes. You know, especially if you know that a Champions League final is on the line, everyone is going to be absolutely wired so yeah, I think I, I at at this point with the away goals rule a thing in the past, I I'm not too worried about 
where are we playing first, where are we playing second. Um, but yeah, just I I think would I mean we go go to Forest at the weekend, <laughs> we get that sorted. You know, uh, we're getting closer and closer to um, you know, being first in the in the Premier League. The quad's still on, lads. The quad is still on. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I was I mean, saying yesterday, one of doubters to believe us, and I think if you want to draw to believe you can do it. I, mean, I think obviously it's impossible to avoid all the good teams, isn't it? You maybe have a buying on the other side of the draw, but if you want a you want a favourable draw that we got, then you, it, you can't really ask for much more in the hopes of possibly being a season where we can win four trophies which wouldn't be bad would it and we were saying yesterday if you do that and it's the Super Cup the World Cup Charity Shield going to be um, could be a season to remember forever we'll just be adding beating these words adding all the numbers to the champions wall yeah <laughs> I mean it absolutely would be a, a season to remember you, you you know you'd argue one of one of the all time great seasons you I think can't as, beat that can you surely I mean, it's got to be the best we're, we're, You've got to consider the quality of the quality of the opposition we're facing. You know, if you if you you, you pit City to the title, you're, you're talking about one of the greatest Premier League sides, one of the greatest sides in the English top flight. Full stop. Um, you know, so it, you do that, you win the Champions League. It'd be, I mean, absolutely, you know, incredible. You know, I mean, Klopp's legacy at the club is, is cemented as it is, as it stands for what he's achieved here. But you know, you add the quadruple. On top of that, um, it, it's absolutely insane. I mean, if you, if you, the thing is, if we did beat City to the title, um, the the beauty of it is that no one can go. Oh, there's an asterisk. You know, we can like, ah, oh, it doesn't count because you know, COVID or anything. COVID, like that. yeah. It's 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 a pure season that like you know, yeah, you can throw VAR at it, but then City's last year was is was doesn't count. Then if that's the case, if you're going to do stupid stuff like that, but at the end of the day. No, we've 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 done it in a in a fair even environment, and the only thing that the city could probably come back at us and say is, "Oh, well, we didn't have a striker." Well, that's on you for trying to, you know, get Harry Kane over the line and failing miserably. You could have had a backup idea. Like someone I just like don't. Diaz I, just, or someone like that. I, I just don't I buy the idea that we can. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't buy the idea that they're weak and Denny. Anyway, sorry to drop, but like, you, do you know what I mean? I think Klopp said this in the conference, you know, look at the amount of like clear-cut chances they get in the box. Look at their goal return this this season. We're talking about, we're not talking about a shit City side here. We're talking about a very cultured, a, be, a very technically brilliant Manchester City side. This is not, you know, this is not a, a poor title race, but oh, any, no, no, any means the imagination, saying, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it is a poor title oh, race. No, no, oh, no, no. All no. I'm saying is like, I'm just trying to oh, think no. of the only excuses that, People could come back at us and say, "Oh, well, this one doesn't count because." Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I and, agree. and there are none. That is the thing. Like the 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 closest you can get is, "Well, City didn't have a, a striker, and that's on them. That's their fault." No, absolutely, I agree. That's the thing. I think that will be the excuse used if if we do pip them to the title. And I just think it's an absolute nonsense excuse. You know, look, looking at like I where I think we're at what, three goals ahead of them in the in the goal difference. I think they have a better um, goals conceded rate. Just um, but obviously, I think our, our goal difference is, is superior overall. Um, but go, going back to the, the, the Champions League draw, I mean, I mean Pete, you, you talked about sort of you reckon City will just go through. You could see Madrid then going through with it, which then sets up that semi final. Um, how? Who do you think gets to the final out of those two? I think it's you know on paper City should win it or get to the final, shouldn't they? And we know that it's the same with what. 
PSG had. It's a mental thing with them, isn't it? It's the mental thing that we probably had in the Premier League years gone by. Obviously, we've kind of ticked that box. I think there is still a mental thing in the fact that the players will want to win it in front of the fans. But that's the only thing that has stopped City is City. You know, they're, they're so this means so much to the fans and him, Pep. Um, so they, this is going to be everything for them. And again, this should help us in the league because they can't, you can't rest against Atletico home or away. You can't rest against Chelsea or Real Madrid in the semi final home or away. They're going to have to go full strength. We've just said they haven't got a striker. We know how good their squad depth is, but those forward players are going to be playing a lot of very important games. Hopefully, against Benfica, you know, we should be able to hold them out. Klopp's definitely not going to go weakened, but, you know, they, they wouldn't have to be going full tilt. You know, he said how how hard the final was against Chelsea. You know, it's not just playing your best team, it's whether they're playing at 120% it proper takes it out of you. So hopefully we can keep a bit back, maybe if we if we got to keep a bit of freshness in our legs, beat City, go and blow Benfica away. And then you, you don't know what City are going to have to do. They're either going to smash the Champions League, but it's going to cost them in the Premier League, or they're going to get bruised and you see how they bounce back in, in the league against that. So I think... You know, if it was the other way around, we'd be saying City had a, got a much better draw than us. So they'll be saying it about what we've done. And I think Klopp said in the Carabao Cup that we haven't had this luck in, in draws. And it does feel like the season's kind of fell quite our way. You know, you can't, you can never say you've beaten a team before you played them. But Nottingham Forest in the quarterfinal and Benfica in the quarterfinal, the FA Cup and the Champions League, you'd bitten your hands off anyone at the start of the season to take them, wouldn't you? So hopefully this is a turning in the tide and City get a few tough draws and we see what they're made of in club competitions and yeah, why not? This seems like the season we could find, we I mean, not finally, but could win all four and yeah, it's not bad, is it? Oh, Rick? Just just throwing it out there, uh, Terry in the, in the comments has, has mentioned uh, that there'll be no, well, probably be no away fans for Chelsea, apart from oh, the yeah. small small group of season ticket holders. Um, that's a That's a great, you know, I mean, like, they're, they are also one of the strongest sides in the tournament and have no away fans or, or home fans if, if, uh, if, well, basically, like I said, just season ticket holders. It's, that's going to be absolutely, like, they're really going to struggle, I reckon, based on that. I mean, we've seen what happened on our end, didn't we? We, didn't, we, we, well, we both didn't have the fans. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I just want to circle back to the, you know, the title race because obviously we lot, you know, with, you know, looking at sort of Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury, looks like it's going to be a few weeks. Uh, we play City April 10th at the Etihad in one of the most pivotal games of our season, our quadruple hopes, potentially, potentially resting on that game. Uh, how, do we, how do we feel about the injury? I mean, we, we've seen this before with the medical department. Players tend to come back a bit quicker. And you look at the likes of Joel Matip, uh, Nabi Keita, they've managed their prior injury concerns superbly. Um, hypothetically, if we don't have Trent, just, I mean, it seems an obvious point to make, but just how much of a hammer blow is that? Well, it, it's a worry, but I know James Miller played in the home game. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Was, was that, did he play right back then? Or was that, well, am I wrong? I think it was. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're absolutely so, right. And we we drew 1-1 then. And obviously, we don't want to draw. We want to win. But I, I wouldn't be terrified at the fact James Miller's playing right back in Champions League quarterfinal against Benfica or against City. Obviously, ideal world, you have you have Trent in. And I think uh, Klopp said, as not today, you know, it's, it's you can put Joe Gomez, you can put Milman, you can put a kid in. 
but Trent's so unique in what he does. He literally is irreplaceable in terms of what he does going forward. I think, you know, Joe Gomez has been an option that if you need to hold the, hold the lead, you bring him on. He's solid at right back. He's maybe not attacking-wise good. And we know James Milner can put across him from anywhere. So I think in them two, you've got an option to mix it up and, and see what happens and maybe get keep them guessing. I, I don't think it's... You know, Trent's really, really good and irreplaceable, but I don't think that the options, we've got a, a huge drop below in terms of being able to keep solid at the back and you've just, you know, trust Mo Salah to try and do something on the right wing isn't a bad position to be in either. <clears throat> Sorry, when we know what Hendo can do when he links up with him as well. So I think obviously the quicker he comes back, the better, but we'd much rather have him the last few games of the season, semi-finals, finals, than pushing himself and making his injury worse just to make it for that City game. Now, hopefully he's, he's back soon though. There's definitely scope for a Joe Gomez comeback story. Like, you know, grand, you know, the great comeback that similar to sort of how Nat Phillips just sort of became this cult hero. I mean, like we, I mean, we already know Gomez is, is capable of like, you know, it, we're talking different levels here, but even still like the fact that he hasn't really got a sniff this season, uh, I just sort of, you know, he was linked to moving to Aston Villa at one point and stuff like that. He's like, most people call him disposable. We can get rid of him. I, there is definitely, Mental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely scope for him to come back, come into this uh, Champions League tie and be like, blow everyone away. Where has this guy been for the last how many months? Why have we not had him in the side? And that's only because Matip's been so, like, you know, uh, injury free and also incredible doing, doing what Matip does and also getting forward, which is a new dynamic to his, his game. So, you know, it's, it's when, you've, when you've got that to, to, to deal with, um, Klopp's got a lot of difficult choices during, during the season. And just, uh, you know, uh, uh, just having these opportunities just come in and like, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Gomez can do. Really excited. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean you know, look, it, it's, I mean, Matip's just been so brilliant to the extent that he's kicked I mean, Ibu Kanate out. He's, he's been superb across the season. I mean, if you were offering me a one 0 win at the Etihad and Big Joe Gomez nods one in from a corner, I would. I mean, I'd. I'd, I'd that's a comeback story I could absolutely get behind. Uh, for now, of course, uh, Liverpool have drawn Benfica in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The winner of that tie will face either Bayern Munich or Villa Ray. Al. Uh, we've had Peter Skelly Jones on with us today. We've had Rick Elliott producing and contributing. Uh, behind the scenes and on the scenes. I've been your host, Farrell Keeling, and we have been the Empire of the Cop podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. And there you have it. Liverpool's quarter-final Champions League opponents will be Benfica. The winners of that tie will face either Bayern Munich or Villarreal in the semi-final. But beyond that, we had a little chat with Stan Collymore just to get his view on the ongoing title race, Salah's contract and more. Here's what the former Liverpool striker had to say. Hiya, Stan. Welcome back on the Empire of the Cup podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. Um, feel much, much better about the Reds. I told you at the beginning of the season that it would be uh, in terms of the Premier League between Man City and Liverpool, which isn't too much of a revolutionary surprise there. But I think that we probably all looked back, what, six to eight weeks ago and thinking it was potentially going to be a procession for City. Uh, not anymore. The Red men are back. They're motivated. They're ready. The uh, quadruples on, although I hate to speak of that because I think that, it's, uh, you know, for Liverpool, it's always about winning the title and then the Champions League and anything else is a bonus. They've already got one piece of silverware in the uh, in the bag, of course, after a, 
thrilling penalty shootout against uh, Chelsea. So as we approach the running, does it get any better if you're a Liverpool fan? I think not. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's very much the whole narrative has changed around that. We'll get to the title race uh, shortly, but firstly, uh, it's a topic that we've all revisited and gone over hundreds and hundreds of times. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Salah contract saga. And, and firstly, um, his agent's online message, which seemed to be a pointed message uh, to Jurgen Klopp. Um, do you feel that Rami Abbas is, uh, is letting down his client? I think that I hate agents that speak out of school. Mini Raiola is, I believe, his reputation in the game when it's, look, when you're talking about you've got high-end clients like uh, Haaland, they're always going to have a value, so clubs are always going to want them. But make no bones about it, clubs that particularly have very well-organised administration departments, and Liverpool do, they'll be like, oh my God, have we got to deal with this guy and the constant sort of to-ing and fro-ing. Look, we know it's frustrating, but I'm a great believer, particularly when doing football deals. Paul Stretford was my agent, uh, Wayne Rooney's agent throughout his career, still is Wayne Rooney's agent, now he's a manager. Um, always did things behind closed doors. And when I dealt with Liverpool, it was with a great Peter Roberts, Robinson that always did things behind closed doors. So you get bumps in the road. You really do. You get to the point where you think that you're about to sign and then something else will crop up because contracts are complicated. And when you're talking about potentially half a million pounds a week, £400,000 a week, they get very complicated. Length of deal, other clauses in the contracts. Um, so I can understand the frustration of Mo Salah's agent, but I think that messing a club like Liverpool around that historically and traditionally have had a good reputation in terms of getting their work done isn't the way to go about it by briefing, releasing information. So it's really simple. I think that Liverpool would have put a, 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 an offer on the table now, a firm offer. That may be, let's say it's half a million or 450 or 400. But for Liverpool's perspective, from Liverpool's perspective, they'll want it shaped so they've got some protection. And I think that potentially the agent is saying, no, we want half a million. We want it to be over this amount of time. We want the incremental payments for loyalty paid on this, this, this. And that's usually where things start to fall away. So all I would say to Mo Salah is keep playing, keep getting your head down, keep scoring your goals. It, that's all he needs to do is to, he's got a, a team that loves him, a manager that loves him. In terms of the agent and the club, first I'd say to the agent, it does you no favours as an agent. To be, to be briefing or to be leaking little bits or frustration, put, sending Instagram messages or Twitter messages that, like you say, are cryptic. But I think they'll get the, the, across the line because realistically, if you look at the other clubs that could afford Mo, um, I mean, it, does Mo Salah and his agent really want to be second choice at Barcelona? You know, the rumours are that, oh, well, if they don't get Ireland... They'll go for Mo. Mo's the best player in the world right now. I'd, I'd feel that. But I'm like, hey, you're talking about me as a, as a potential backup. Um, Real Madrid will possibly always be in the hunt, but I genuinely worry for Real Madrid and Barcelona that the financial situation that they're in isn't going to get any better. We're coming out of COVID. Clubs having more scrutiny on sponsorship and uh, where their money comes from more than ever. More of a spotlight in UEFA and FIFA. 
So it's simple for me. I think this is a classic game of brinkmanship. I've been there many times myself. Liverpool deal, which is a British record deal. Aston Villa, uh, which is a club record deal. Nottingham Forest. You just have to, as a player, concentrate. Leave it to your agent, but most crucially, do it behind closed doors. The more you wind Liverpool up, the more Liverpool might turn around and go, you know what, thanks, Mo. You've been a legend for us. You'll go down in the pantheon of Liverpool greats, but we don't want to deal with your agent. And that would be very bad for all parties. And if that happens, you know, if we do get to that point where the contract doesn't get agreed, he either, you know, leaves the summer or leaves when his contract expires, you know, what sort of, what, what, what's the best case scenario situation for Liverpool? You know, would you say it'd be wise to cash in this summer or to let his contract run? Well, I think that if if it was a dead end and and both and the club came out and I think the club will give good information. I think that the club will say um, we we've hit a, a stumbling block with Mo. A deal isn't there to be done, so therefore you know we we now need to move on from Mo. I don't think that that will happen this summer, and the reason why is if you look at Mo's value, yes. What you know, 80, 90, 100 million thereabouts, depending on who's got it. I think we still see a slightly deflated market. But you have to remember what Liverpool paid for Mo and the value that they've got out of that. Mo owes Liverpool nothing in terms of his of his um what the outlay was, 30, 35 million, and the goals that he scored. Of course, it's replacing him that becomes very difficult. And that may be where Liverpool are looking at any money. In the grand scheme of things, you've got what you've got to pay the guy in wages, what you've got to pay the guy in incremental loyalty bonuses, five million a pop, 10 million a pop over three, four or five years. Is that that money for Liverpool is a significant investment, as we know, in, in Mo. But that money, the, real, the reality of that in wages could go over two or three players, certainly two players, the way that Liverpool have traditionally operated. So... They might be looking around and thinking, okay, if we're going to get messed around and we've got, we've, we're completely tied down with Mo and we've done all of our, a lot of our budget in terms of keeping him at the club, which is the best case scenario, but we can't afford what the, what Abbas is coming back with. Um, then I think the, probably the best case scenario is just have a game of chicken and let things, what you know, get to the end of the season, um, come back in pre-season, play him, he scores goals at the beginning of the next season and then his agent sits down and says, well, actually, we haven't been getting that kind of, you know, 500 grand a week offer from uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid or Bayern Munich. Um, Jürgen, can we sit down and, uh, and have another negotiation? So if I was Liverpool, I'd play hardball. When a player is happy, when a player is scoring goals, when a player is a club legend, when a player is arguably the best in the world in his position, at this point in time, why on earth would you go somewhere for another 50 or 60 or 100 grand a week? Well, this is the thing. Um, this is the thing. But also, like, you mentioned about replacing him, um, you know, and if you're looking at sort of the likes of Haaland, you know, Barcelona sniffing around there, Mbappe potentially going to Real Madrid, the two top potential attacking players for the next decade, what names do Liverpool then realistically look at well, to replace him? When you're looking at, at the names... You know, when, when Jürgen was looking at winning his first title, Premier League title, and the Champions League, and names like Saido Mane and uh, Mo Salah were popping up, Liverpool fans weren't thinking these are going to take us to be part of arguably our best team. 
and unparalleled uh, success in the last three or four years, which won every trophy there is to win. So we're automatically, and we, 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 we do this as supporters, and I understand why Liverpool or Man City or Chelsea or Man United or Arsenal fans do it, is that you automatically think you've got to go for whoever are defined as the world's best at that, at that point. Firstly, whether it be Mbappe or whether it be Haaland, they've got to fit into a system that works for Liverpool. They've got to press. Now, I'm not being funny, but, you know, Mbappe isn't the world's hardest working forward. Uh, you know, he's a young player, he's impressionable, scores loads of goals, and he does work. But he's no Mo Salah in terms of the, of the chasing down and the busyness. So surely for Jürgen, he's got to be looking at players around the world and the Liverpool scouting staff in, in each region, Asia, Africa, Latin America, will be looking at players. Um, they, they might be, might be able to... There's no point me throwing in names because you're all of a sudden then... You, you, you could open the net as wide as you like. Anything between 15 million and 55 million um, that I would imagine that Liverpool would be operating in. Um, but in terms of are the players out there that could come in and make themselves Liverpool legends, of course they are. You know, Louise was being looked at by two or three clubs. I think Arsenal, Man City were, were, were sniffing around. And Luis um, Diaz, uh, I beg your pardon, Diaz comes in and he's been sensational in his opening half a dozen games. Who's to say that it couldn't be Mane, Bobby Firmino or Yotta and and Diaz, and they just leave it as it is. There's still four top quality players there. Supporters get very touchy. We lose Mo, who's going to fill the gap? One, the, the gap might not have to be filled in the immediate short term. And secondly, I would doubt very much that beyond the, the, the two obvious ones in Mbappe and Haaland, which may, one may go to Manchester City or, or Barcelona, one may go to Real Madrid, that there will be a dozen players on Liverpool's radar that I would be absolutely convinced and absolutely sure and trust the Liverpool scouting network and Jurgen to find another Mo Salah. Just because they're not scoring, you know, 25, 30 goals for Roma or for, you know, for Schalke, Schalke Dortmund or um, scoring goals for Marseille at the moment or on our radar as being the next obvious player for Liverpool doesn't mean that they're not there, doesn't mean that they haven't been watched. And if Liverpool's strike record is anything to go by, you've got to say that 90% of the time at the moment they're getting it right. It's about a team, it's not about an individual, and that's the way Liverpool Football Club, from the Shankly era to the present day, has got its success. £30 million Mo Salah cost. If it's £50 million for the next one, take it. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got a good track record, our, our scouting department under the Klopp uh, regime. I mean, I just want to quickly sort of circle back, lastly, uh, to the title race. Um, because, uh, I mean, we had sort of Bernardo Silva's comments uh, the other day, and he seemed unprompted to bring up Liverpool and suggest, you know, look, I'd rather be in our, our position, having them come to the Etihad. Um, you know, Robertson backed that up in his post-match comments as well. Um do you reckon Liverpool have gotten the heads of Man City in this title race? 100%. Bigger club, more successful club, where Manchester City want to be. Um, I did in my mirror column yesterday, particularly about this game. Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp will love it. And I actually think that Pep Guardiola, in a perverse way, rather than being, look, you'd want to be 12 points clear, cruising towards the title. 
But Pep Guardiola also, as a player and as a manager, is a routine winner. He likes challenges. When you look at all of the great sporting uh, teams, they've had rivals. You know, you go back to Liverpool, Chelsea in the sort of 2004, 2005, that kind of, that, that rivalry that Rafa had with, with Chelsea. If you look at Ronaldo and Messi, if you look at potentially Haaland and Mbappé in years to come, if you look at great rivalries, you know, um, Hamilton and, and Vettel, it's, it's, you always have somebody to push you. And I think that, that Pep Guardiola knows that Jurgen Klopp has his uh, uh, card, if you like. I think that Manchester City players will know full well they've already beaten Liverpool in a title race that was very close where they both got, you know, a ridiculous amount of points, what, four years ago now. But I make Liverpool favourites and I make Liverpool favourites because I think that Liverpool will go to the Etihad and, and win. That will put Liverpool... Then you, you're like, as a player, you've clawed all of that land back and you've just peaked at the right time going into a, um, a run-in. Um, both sets of players, when asked questions, we'll talk about, we take one game at a time and, and, and that's true, you very much do. But if you can go into the running just with your noses in front... I think that um, that will that will be, and, and obviously we, we see what happens in terms of the Champions League draw and games that are moved around and rescheduled, and how many games one team has to play in a month as opposed to the other one. All that will um, also have an impact. But the Etihad game will be important. Be a, be a one-off game. There's nothing that Liverpool should go to the Etihad and fear whatsoever, in my opinion. So from that perspective, like I say, if we'd have been having this conversation and talking about the title six weeks ago and we'd have been talking about how Liverpool can build for next year or which players are surplus to requirements. We're in a live title race. All of a sudden you're going to see players that, are, that have contributed well this season. You're thinking about the likes of Origi, thinking about uh, Minamino. Um, you, you're looking at players like Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones. They'll all be like, if I'm called upon, I'm ready. So we get to see their quality. Uh, Diaz is in the building. He had something which hasn't come up against Manchester City yet. How would they deal with him? Uh, so for me, Liverpool are in a very good place. Manchester City in a very good place. But I honestly believe Liverpool will end up as champions of England at the end of this season. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Stan.